So earlier this week, we did an episode on Tony Benn, which is obviously a very Luke-heavy subject. And after we finished recording, Will said, I'd like to do an episode on my Tony Benn, one Mr. John Waters, by which he meant, you know, somebody whose work is formative and important to him. I think he, more than anyone else, you know, I, I didn't read Susan Sontag's Notes on Camp until a lot later. And he, more than anyone else suggested to me that there was a cultural sensibility or an approach towards culture that went beyond a strict dichotomy of good or bad, or went beyond so bad it's good. Susan Sontag's famous definition of camp, which is that it's failed seriousness, or later on when John Waters did an appearance on The Simpsons, his character said that camp was the tragically ludicrous or the ludicrously tragic I mean, that was a sensibility that that really excited me and suggested there were whole other ways of viewing the world, uh, also whole other cultural phenomena that might be worth studying. And I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more, too, but he was somebody who also seems to exist at the exact intersection of high and low, melding all sorts of sensibilities from all sorts of places. If I can ask you a question, one reason why I chose Female Trouble, partly I think it's because it's John Waters' best movie, or at least his most representative film, but I also think it might lead to some productive friction between the two of us, because, you know, I think it's obviously a funny movie, but I I wasn't sure if it's a movie that you would necessarily gravitate towards, or that sort of its aesthetic is one that you love. Is that a fair question to ask? I mean, it's tough, because I, on a kind of an intellectual level, I, I very much enjoy what it's doing, but I... I won't lie that I didn't find... I mean, that's actually... I've seen it before. And I mean, I won't lie that I... I don't find it a hugely pleasant sit. I mean, it's... It, I mean, it is pretty gross. But I mean, I respect the way that it's gross and how it kind of like leans into that. You're looking at crime personified. And don't you forget it! But soon she falls in with these uh, seedy but glamorous types who represent... An almost a Charles Manson-ish cult who subscribed to the philosophy that crime equals beauty. Yeah, yeah. To me, the uh, one of the lines one of them says summed up the entire aesthetic of the of the movie and John Waters' entire project. One of them says to Divine, the worse the crime gets, the more ravishing one becomes. And yeah, that does describe the whole aesthetic, doesn't it? Because the movie is an assaultive viewing experience. It feels like entering a bizarro world where everything that is tacky is uh, glamorous. Everything that is bad is good and vice versa. There's a, a wonderful scene early on where Edith Massey, who plays Gator's mother... Edith Massey was a thrift store owner in Baltimore who became a kind of underground sensation through these movies. Uh, she's she's very sad that her son is a heterosexual. Right, right. And, and she says, if people are smart, they're queer. And if they're dumb, they're straight. The world of heterosexual is a sick and boring life. I feel like we would be remiss not to talk a little bit about the political news today, which was something that I became aware of because I looked at Twitter right before I started the movie and there were a bunch of people like tagging me being like, oh, this thing that's happening with the impeachment trial like validates, you know, something Luke Savage has been saying. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I guess I should, I've been mostly ignoring the impeachment trial. I guess I should look into this. 